now. Brought to you by Guru Energy Drinks. Good energy, smart organics. www.guruenergy.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state and Gut Check South Command deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt. It's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by my uh, my good friend in radio, Zachary Bartles. Um, Zach, it, it feels like it's been forever since we've last talked, man, but I think it's only been a week. You know, it's been an eventful week, though. It has. Not for me. It's been a week of being utterly bivouacked in the house because mm. of uh, snow day after snow day after snow day. Baby, that sounds just really miserable. It, it's uh, not as bad as it sounds, but it's starting to get there. I get it, man. I totally get it. I get it because I, I lived that for like 12 years, man. So I, I know exactly how you're feeling. Well, the timing couldn't have been better in that uh, my son and I bought my wife a writing retreat to go up north on her own for uh-huh. uh, a few days. Wow. Uh, we sent her away. Okay. Uh, and immediately, I mean, like literally within an hour, mm-hmm. got the call. School's getting out at noon. Okay. And then the call, no school tomorrow. And then again, uh-huh. the call, no school tomorrow. And of course, there's no mom to share the, the snow day burden kind of duties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's been, and then there was two more, one yesterday and one today. And honestly, I think today it's just a, it's a joke. Yeah. You know that it's yeah. hit and miss up here. They'll have a day that you're taking your life in your hands to go five feet, and they'll have school, and then you'll have a day oh, where I you're know. like, what? And Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, then you get that day on the back end, like like you're probably having today, where the snow has started to melt, like most of the roads are clear, and you're like, what are we doing? You know? Yeah, what are we afraid of here? Uh, exactly. Are we are we rugged Midwesterners or not? Yeah, or are we soft? You know, yeah, when, yeah. I yeah. don't know. We're soft today. <laughs> Baby, I'll tell you who's not soft and weak, man, is, uh, is our friend Ruddy. Uh, oh, Ruddy, man. Dude, Ruddy has really stepped up his game lately. He's a, a loyal, longtime listener of the program um, and has really become sort of a, a, a second weebus to us in the sense of um, kind of reaching out and affirming what we do because we need that. Yes, We're we do, and he knows who, that we need it. He knows that we need it. There's no awkwardness. There's no sense of you know uh, disdain or looking down on us for being needy in that way. Um, so he gives us, he gives us lots of affirmation and then baby, let me, let me just paint a picture for you. So, um, I was doing that arena football thing this last weekend. So I played my game on Sunday night, um, spent the night up near, uh, Chicago. And then Monday morning I drove back and I showed up. Um, I got, I got into town just right before my Monday class. So I like went up to my office, grabbed my mail, went right to the classroom and I was opening my mail uh, in the class just a minute before it started. And I had this thing, uh, that looked like a Valentine, right? It looked like a, like a little kid's Valentine. It had like stickers on it and it had like little kid writing on it. And, uh, let me read you the little kid writing. Um, yeah, there are stickers of like, um, uh, butterflies that say the word great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then standard boilerplate. Yeah, yeah, pretty boilerplate. Then there are stars, like smiling stars. Um, and then there's little kid writing that says, deep in the, the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt. <laughs> and then there's more little kid writing that says, live, but not really live. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, this kid is amazing, dude. So I open it up, and I, and I hear something kind of rattling around in there. I open it up, and it's a gut check dog tag which I'm wearing right now. This is the sound of it jangling into the microphone. 
That's um, a lovely sound. It really is. It's a it's, so it's a dog tag that says "gut check" on it. So I think Ruddy in his workshop must have fabricated this, um, and then and then sent it sent it off to me, which uh, yeah, just really warmed my heart. That's the sound of me getting a phone call, <laughs> and then me silencing my phone. Yes, that's a beautiful uh, sound as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so Ruddy, man, hats off to you, baby. This yeah. was a. Uh, this was a pleasant surprise, and we're we're happy that you're in the gut check army. Ruddy's the same dude who uh, he he posted that great picture of uh, the books that I had signed and sent him mm-hmm. in a five star review. Uh huh. He also sent us a very amusing anecdote in which he happened to meet uh, Vadi Bakum. He he happened to meet the real Lewis Ironsides, basically yeah, in in <laughs> a ballet class. Dude, that's unbelievable, man. I can't imagine Ironsides in a ballet class, but I guess if you love your daughters that much, which obviously he uh, he does love Caroline that much, you know, he would <laughs> he would take them to ballet. And of course, we're not talking about the actual Ironsides. We're talking about a real person, aren't we? Yeah, well, I is that wasn't the connection you were making with Iron Were you really? I mean, I know no, there was the one book. I mean, no, but... no, no. Ironsides is more of a pastiche of just like all kinds of reform guys that I know who want to like arrange their daughter's marriages. Okay. I mean, it, it, it wasn't just the one guy. I don't really know Vody Bauckham. Is it Vody or Vody? Vody. I, I have no idea. Dude, I've been having that problem lately with certain words. Like, can I run a couple by you? Yeah, hit me. Vase or vase? Dude, if you say vase, you deserve to get punched in the mouth unless like everyone around you in the South is saying vase and you would look like okay. a complete ingrate. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not the case. I just... It, it's one of those things where I've been saying vase my whole life, but then I just got a little a little inkling of am I saying this wrong? You know? I don't um, know, man. The other one is niche or niche. Well, we've been talking about that for like a year. We talked about that for a while. Well, it's yeah. clearly niche. Yeah. Niche and I of say a niche. niche. Yeah, it's I, niche. I, I said niche in class and all my kids were like, Oh, who do you think you are? you know? Really? Did you fail yeah. them all for being lame and I questioning did. I, you? I actually had them all kicked out of school. So <laughs> our you enrollment had them framed dropped. for murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So Dude, what about this one? Yeah. B-A-N-A-L. How do you say that? Banal. Banal. Me too, and I've heard people think that that's kind of uh, a hoity-toity, pretentious way to say that word instead really? of banal, which to no, me, I, I, banal is like, that's the most like horribly Midwest, like, like yeah. I grew up in Bay City, and, and like, banal, like, everything's sort of nasal sounding. Oh, yeah, very nasal. Absolutely. Yeah, I hate that kind of pronunciation of anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll take pretentious over nasal any day. You know, I really will, too, man. Yeah, I, I think I would err on the side of, of pretentious. Oh, for crying out loud, who's going to look up at a literature professor with a ponytail and question yeah. the way he says the word niche? I know. Kids have I'm no like respect guys, today. Just, just look at that. They don't. They really don't. Just look at the ponytail. That's all you got to do. Yeah, look, look at the ponytail and be in awe and be silent. Absolutely. And, and write down the phonetic spelling to correct it for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. But so anyway, Ruddy, um, yeah, he just sent us this, uh, us this story where he was at like a ballet recital or something, and he happened to be seated next to, yeah, Vadi, Vodi. Vodi or Vodi? What, what did we decide? Vodi? We didn't. We, we abandoned that. We I think it's Vodi. Okay, Vody Bauckham. How come all the black reform guys have such difficult-to-pronounce names? Dude, they do. What are some other ones? The Bidi Anambuele, is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is an it. awesome name. Yeah, it's a great name. Uh, who's the guy that I was like just emailing you raves about when I was at Promise Keepers, who used to play ball? Oh, yeah, Derwin Gray. Yeah, I guess that's not that's not hard to. Yeah, pronounce. no, it's not hard. He's a yeah, he was a really good dude. There's another guy in Atlanta who's like a Gospel Coalition made guy. Yeah, everybody's all name. over that guy right now. Oh, good. Man. I think he's also a former ball player. 
Dude, he sponsored an ep of uh, of yes. my other podcast, actually. And, he did. and I'm totally blanking on his name, which is a horrible <laughs> it was thing. So to important do. to you. Yeah, it was really important. No, it's just because it's a strange uh, name. If it was like, oh, you know, Leon's. Leon's Trump. Trump. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dude, that is, with a name like that. Dude, with a name like that, you're not failing. Yeah. Anything no. you do turns to gold with a Success name. Success like just follows you. In fact, yeah. he, he should have like a comma and then like some letters that, that stand for something that mean like winning and success and crushing. Absolutely. You know, the viper's nest. Absolutely. So anyway, yeah, Vody was there, and, and he said, apparently, he was like, hi, I'm Ruddy. And <laughs> the, the gentleman was like, I'm Vody. And he immediately knew, like, there's only one Vody in the world. And Dude, like, right. There, yeah, there is the Bacham? only Yeah, just the one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, That's spectacular. Maybe it's amazing to me how, as the Gut Check Army grows, just the, the influence that this show has continues to grow. You know, we continue to get more and more stuff. Um, I feel like our real goal. Which is the real goal? I think our uh, our army. I mean, they're they're out there in in culture meeting celebrities, and uh, yeah, it's really amazing, man, just to see uh, to see the whole thing come together. Well, let me uh, tell but you we what had... I did this week, man. If you didn't get the email, I sent no, no, out. I, I got so far behind in like telling people here's the um, login information as they signed up for the Gut Check Army that I just sent a mass uh, mail to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I said, here's the login information so you can you can look at the, the VIP page. And then I also said, if there's something else you want to see on the VIP page, like some other kind of funny thing, maybe another chapter of something that we haven't released, or, yeah. you know, you want Ted to write a, uh, you know, follow-up to Edith's Happy Day or something, just just email <laughs> us. And uh-huh. uh, so I, I figured that we might also make that call here on the, the podcast. Nice, baby. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know what? We got another call from a listener. Um and by call, I mean uh, a post on Twitter, a tweet. Um, and he was saying he really misses the energy drink reviews that we used to do before we uh, got into our sponsorship deal with uh, with Guru Energy. And uh, and, and just as a follow up, man, I, I feel like I was a little passive aggressive a couple of weeks ago in talking about uh, another <laughs> a, another sponsorship deal that we had in the works. And sometimes, Zach, I mean, I feel like people don't really realize or understand this about. The kind of big business that we that we do as a company, um, sometimes the the negotiations get a little heated, and, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes they get a little uh, kind of little girlish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by heated, I mean little girlish. <laughs> but it, what you know, it's it's always worked for us, Ted. But not the kind of little girl who sends me awesome dog tags. In right? The mail. Yeah, like, that little like, girl is actually the kind of girl I want to be like. Yeah, like the annoying kind, you know, mm-hmm. the other kind. And, and I feel like, or for that matter, a little boyish. Let's not be sexist. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I feel like we got a little passive aggressive, but now negotiations have picked back up with this other uh, this other corporate conglomerate. This <laughs> because other of the passive aggression, Ted. Because I think of, we don't want to passive aggression. Don't so apologize we, when it's working. We got some cigars after some passive aggressive like whining, and then and then we we kick this <laughs> this. Dude, back we into did. Gear. This is our thing. <laughs> passive aggression is our thing. It's it's our corporate philosophy. We should do a TED talk about that. <laughs> you one should of those do little, a TED talk. That's natural, right? One of those little over-the-ear mics, we could walk around on the stage with no notes, like, pointing at people and being enthusiastic. (laughs) Dude, I've had to wear those Britney Spears microphones in church settings when I've been at other churches, and I feel like such a freaking idiot. Dude, those are the worst, man. I did a wedding like that, and the whole time, I, like, messed it up. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about what I must look like. Dude, yeah, you feel like there's something, like, in your hair, on your ear, or whatever. It's the worst, man. Or that you look down, and you'll see that you're wearing, like, a sequin dress, you know? Yeah, because it's a pop, you know, starlet type microphone. Yeah, it's or terrible. a TED Talk microphone. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So anyway, you were talking about the energy drink reviews before we. Uh, I was, yeah, I was talking about the reviews, and then I, yeah, and then we 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 sort of <laughs> sidetracked into passive aggressiveness being a core value of our company. And, and dude, how cool is it though that our company has made such a connection with Ruddy's daughter? I feel like we're like Disney for her. You well, know what I mean? I got the email uh, where it said when when she saw your your response, she uh-huh. shouted Ted Cluck. Mm. That's something. Isn't that something? You know, which I mean, it's like on the Ed Sullivan show when they were yeah, all screaming I, for the Beatles. Only it's just one little girl. It's, right, it's one little girl, and uh, and, and it probably excited. didn't. And it probably didn't even happen. It was probably just Ruddy <laughs> trying to make us feel good. But, uh, no, I love it, man. I, I I feel like there is something magical about gut check. You know, um, and and good that people are starting to see it. And by people, I mean one little girl. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the magic spreads from one little girl to to the rest of the world. That's how that That, works. I'm sure that's how the Disney influence started. You know, it's magical. So the other day, baby, back on the uh, back on the energy drink thing, I had a student bring me. uh, I'm just going to try to get through what this is. It's a Guiyaki brand yerba mate shot. What the crap? Yeah, it's one of these little like bottles that you see. it, and I, I've never done this. I've never had an energy drink shot, like like an energy shot. Is it, that it just supposed felt... to go with like uh, some you know hard liquor or something? Or... No, you're supposed to just down it, and it's okay. supposed to like supposedly like blow the top off your head energy wise. Is it sort of like a five hour energy type thing, or is it, it something is. other? Yeah, oh, although okay. this is this bills itself as sort of all natural, organic. Um, I'll just read the copy. Guiyake yerba mate is a high energy infusion made from the naturally caffeinated and nourishing leaves of the celebrated South American mate tree. Mm, the mate yeah. tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the mate tree, obviously. <laughs> Duh, you know. The, the <laughs> aren't mate. they all? <laughs> yeah, aren't they all? So, dude, I... Uh, it, and, and she gave me this, and she's like, I want you to drink it before class, and I want to just see what happens. Oh, that's... Dude, I love that you're the, the subject of, like, student experiments. I am. I'm the subject of, like, a scientific experiment. So what I'm going to do... Um, Did you drink I, one yet? No, I have not. I, okay. I want to take a little sip of it here on the air, um, and then I'll save the rest to have before class so that I don't ruin her experiment. But When's the class? Uh, it'll be tomorrow, actually. Oh, okay. I mean, today would still be before class, but yeah, you don't want to mess that up. It would be, yeah, yeah. So it says shake well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shake it. That's the sound of me shaking the yerba mate shot. Um, and now I'm gonna open it up and get a get a little sense for the nose here. Go. Oh. <laughs> Is that a good O or a bad O, Ted? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a bad. It's just a strong O. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now I'm gonna now I'm gonna take a sip. Oh my goodness! It Suss builds this out for us. It builds itself as lemon. Okay, <laughs> and I and I and I guess it is lemon in that there are lemony sort of components to the flavor palette. But um, it, it tastes like the urine of Satan, honestly. <laughs> well, if it's lemon, maybe it's more like the the urinal cakes in hell. I, th- I think so, man. I think so. This stuff is really bad. I I've can't... noticed that some fake lemon has kind of the lemon pledge, like kind of cleaner. Yeah, do it. Is it like that, or what's? Dude, what... it is. It's no. It, it's like it's like concentrated lemon pledge. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, if like... you bought some, if you bought some lemon pledge that you had to mix with water before you like put it in the spray bottle, like five this, parts this to one. The... Yeah, like five parts to one. This would, this would be the concentrate. 
And in fact, I've put a little bit of it on a rag, and I'm polishing my oak <laughs> desk with it. <laughs> the desk is shining like it's never shined before. It's like uh, something Clark Griswold would have invented. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, non-nutritive uh, cereal lacquer. Yeah, wow. I, I, I honestly can't imagine downing that whole shot, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do it in order to maintain my, my street cred. As you should probably refrigerate between now and then, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. But, uh, now, now, Chad, are you a five-hour energy guy? Do you ever have those? To- no, I've never had those. I've never had a little tiny energy shot. And I think it's because I'm, a, I'm such a kind of um, aesthetic appreciator of the energy drink. You know, I'm a, I'm a purist when it comes to the – I'm a hipster. Okay. You know, I, I like the full can. I, I like the, you know, the kind of aesthetic – you know, drinking experience of the energy drink. So I, I've never, no, I've never had one of these little shots. It always just seemed a little too utilitarian to me. You know what I mean, baby? I'll tell you what, though. When, when I, I've had a few nights where I've had zero sleep on a Saturday night. Yeah. Which is the worst for a minister because I need oh, to be, yeah. you know, 100% on Sunday because you need to, you need to be, you know, rolling over your sermon in your head while you're teaching a Sunday school class and also like counseling people on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do that on anything less than all 12 cylinders. Right. And, uh, I, uh, I, I've been known to run over to Speedway, mm-hmm. uh, which is just, you know, you know where it is, about 20 feet from my church. Yeah. Uh, and that's not sad. Yeah. No, not at all. Absolutely <laughs> the, the Speedway not. adjacent church, there's nothing sad about that location. No, no, no. It's actually, I, I love it because I run over there and get, uh, I don't get monsters because I only get guru, but you yeah. know, if if I were to get monsters, I'd run over there and get them. Uh, and and I'll, I'll run over there and, I'll, and I can pay with my keychain mm-hmm. and I will get uh, a extra strength grape five hour energy which basically tastes like the the concentrate for dimatap yeah or yep. grape soda which i think is uh-huh. amazing okay. and then how <laughs> if i haven't slept at all the night before i will also get a a monster okay. um which probably if there's any uh, physicians listening is is probably alarming yes uh but i'm still alive and i'll tell you what that that's maybe it's just in my head but but if i if i drink one of them really fast, and then I kind of sip on the the monster throughout my Sunday school class and stuff. I find that I'm I'm ready to go. I'm raring to go at eleven o'clock, and then I just crash in the afternoon and take a nap. That's fine. There you go, baby. That's not bad, you know. Not hey, can bad. I can I shift gears on us a minute? And uh, or was there more you wanted to say about this energy drink? Because I feel no. Like- you know what? I think I've said it all. I I really I really think I've I've said it all. But uh, yeah, feel free to shift gears. Are you are you feeling any kind of uh, mini buzz off that? Or you know, I'm not. I I think. I think that's a function of uh, the very tiny sip that I took, obviously, but also, yeah, just being a big guy and being a an experienced energy drink uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. connoisseur. It's like how some you know some guys you know you could just never get them drunk because they've yeah. been you know they've had so much to drink. Yeah, they just, and, and they're and they're real big like lumberjacky guys and and they're oh, yeah. seventy and yeah. So at that point, you you know you're not going to sin in, in, in enjoying you know some adult beverages. You know you couldn't. You know <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. Try, you literally you couldn't. can't. You know, <laughs> which is probably the source of a lot of despair for those guys. <laughs> you know, that's that's another that's another ironic, is it not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Maybe you uh, you were about to to switch gears on us. Man. Here's the gear I'm going to switch to, and it, and it's sort of a segue gear, but it's it's a um, a, a layered segment. Mm-hmm. I want to do very quick segment. Okay, very layered, and you'll see why. There's there's at least three layers to this, dude. I, I like, uh, and it's like, a Rachel Held Evans tweet. I'm not going to run the randomizer or anything. This is just her most recent tweet. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, she hasn't tweeted in a long time, uh, okay. and you'll see why when you hear this tweet. Okay. It says. 
Oh, scratch that. She tweeted 19 minutes ago. This one's just pinned at the top. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it says, Our beautiful baby boy joined the world on Tuesday. Thanks uh-huh. for your prayers and well wishes. Okay. So it, it says beautiful baby. Okay. In the tweet. Okay. There's that. Yeah. Uh, and there's a fact that that's just a happy thing, and maybe you, you and I ought to just congratulate Rachel Held Evans and her uh, husband yeah, hey. on. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, you you can put it aside, man. Come on. No, no. No, I mean, yeah, congratulations. I don't know. What, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? I don't know. Dude, there's, what's funny is there's nothing to put aside. Like, I really have nothing against Rachel Held Evans. Neither, neither I, do I either. I've I just, never met her, and I and I probably never will. And I, I just, she doesn't matter to me in any way. Right. If you did meet her, you wouldn't be like, oh, I've got a bone to pick with you. You'd just oh, be no. like, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey, what's going on? You know. <laughs> uh, or, or if she met cliff graham she'd be like what are your books about and then she'd be like cool yeah 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 exactly <laughs> maybe uh, so um so anyway you you read this tweet that i did yeah yeah <laughs> what what wait what's the what's the point what's the what's the thing here the thing the things were a <laughs> <laughs> a uh you said beautiful baby so yeah. it was almost like a gut check reference. Yeah, if she had said "beautiful baby, baby," that would have been better. <laughs> hey, check out my beautiful, beautiful baby, baby. baby. <laughs> Enjoy the world on Tuesday, and that like if we really just kind of congratulated her and didn't have any kind of reaction, it would be yeah. like this kind of meta realization of the kind of disingenuous having no reaction, which the segment <laughs> is built around. Was yeah, what I was thinking. A- it would be in some sense, and stay with me here. Feel free to push back, but it would be, it would be kind of a celebration of our own maturity. It? <laughs> here you go. But I think it kind of bombed in so far as as uh... in so far as there was there was not a lot of maturity evidenced in in the way that I reacted to it. Uh, or, or nor I. I don't want to take the moral high ground here. So, but <laughs> but honestly, anytime a baby's born, I have this kind of I don't know if it's feminine or or just yeah. super sensitive or what, but like visceral reaction where I'm really super happy. Uh, and uh, so, congratulations from the gut check army. Absolutely. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that. Yeah, no, don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not yeah, actually yeah. going to tweet that. Yeah, no. Uh, but but the other the other utility of this was to uh, kind of serve as a little energy shot to uh, mm-hmm. push us toward the other thing I wanted to tell you uh, about today, which was mm-hmm. that I I think I have something in common with Rachel Held Evans. Wow. Uh, and that is, and I'm that, not saying all the funny things that I could say right now. No, say one of them. Choose no, one. No, I I can't say any of them. To be honest. <laughs> so this is this is the, this is what it sounds like when I'm not saying them. <laughs> okay all right well hey there is the maturity right there absolutely um, one of the things that garnered a lot of attention whether or not it was a lot uh, intended to to yeah. uh shine kind of a spotlight and garner attention was that I, I when she safe to say that it was okay i agree yeah uh, it was when she uh kind of publicly disowned the mm-hmm. uh term evangelical the label yeah uh and and here's the thing man i had done that and i don't want to get all like kind of theological hipster yeah, but I think yeah. almost every kind of college uh, Bible student or seminarian does that at some point. Oh, absolutely! You know, they're reading Karl Barth and mm-hmm. and they're 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 considering in the back of their mind going Eastern Orthodox because of all the mystery. You know? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. High church. You know, they're smoking yeah. their pipe and they're not happy with all the limitations that the lifestyle yeah. statement they had to sign puts on smoking their pipe, which is that absolutely. they're not allowed to smoke their pipe. Right. Um, and so they say, "I'm no longer capital E evangelical." 
Oh, yeah, the capital E, man. They love that. Those guys love doing the capital lowercase thing. Which, of course, I was one of those guys, uh, you know, between 20 and 11 years ago for nine years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember very well the, the day I decided I'm not a capital E evangelical anymore. Right. Uh, and, and it was for very different reasons from Rachel Held Evans. And, you know, this week... Yeah, I had kind of in between said, well, I, I, that's not my favorite term, but whatever, who cares? You know, these are silly distinctions to make. But this week, I decided anew that I will never wear that title again. It's really? like Why? it's like I took the plate full of evangelical and I turned to the guy in the booth behind me and I said, I, you know what? I couldn't eat any of this here. Yeah, take. It. I would never eat here. I would, I would never, never eat, eat in the evangelical diner. Yeah, nice. And then and, you got up on the table and you began stomping your foot and swinging. Kind of a. Breath. Your jacket around. <laughs> I did do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Because I'm grown up and I'm grown up. You're grown up and you're grown up and you're grown up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason is, uh, if you were wondering. Um, yeah, I was. I was about to ask, actually. It, it, it's this. You know how our program is always super political? Yes. And we always get kind of deep into the, the candidates and their issues? Absolutely. Issues and focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's time for another segment. Okay. Of issues in focus. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the issue here uh-huh. is that I think Donald Trump okay. is the worst person ever. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. And yet, Donald mm-hmm. Trump has like a 74% or some insane number share of supporters who, who call themselves evangelical. Right. Meaning at this point, the number of people just throwing that term around as a kind of political segment. Yeah, it's, label, it's a demographic anymore. It is. And I it's not a demographic I want right. any part of. Right. And, and honestly, I think Rachel Held Evans jumping ship before Donald Trump, uh, you know, kind of became the new mascot of the event. I mean, that was prescient of her. And. Uh, if you know, if she weren't probably planning on voting for for someone even worse, that would it would have been a really wise yeah. move. But yeah. um, I I really I'm 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 serious. This is not something that's just going to last until the election, and then I'm going to kind of yeah. I got no use for it anymore. And and I mean I, I get so tired of the new labels, Ted. You tell me what yeah. you think about this. When you, you yeah. say you you see someone's profile somewhere, or you just are talking to someone, and instead of saying I'm a Christian, they say Oh, I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think of that? Nah, dude. I think it's I think it's kind of bogus. I mean, it's it's one of those deals where, yeah. I mean, you're trying to to nuance out like I'm with this group, but I'm not with this group, or you know, I'm I'm a Christian, but I still want you to think I'm cool. You know, I, I <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want you to think I'm I'm lame. But yeah, at the end of the day, at some point, you just got to say I'm a Christian. This is who I am. This is what I stand for, and and you know, um, and I'll take whatever, um. Marginalizing kind of kind of comes with that, but uh, baby, I'm I'm concerned here, and not concerned. I'm 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 trying to see opportunity in this for you, um, in the same way that that resulted in a lot of attention and probably more book sales and more sort of professional traction for Rachel Held Evans. How can uh-huh. we how can we leverage this? This is breaking news, baby. We're we're breaking a story here on the Gut Check Podcast, and I want to know how we can. How we can leverage this for your uh, beautiful baby career? Well, I think some music for the headline would would probably be a good start. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. 
My only idea would be that I hope publishers and and people in marketing and people in the industry that we're in see you for the nuanced, complex, you know, post-evangelical, post-evangelical, post-post-post, you know, (laughs) big C, little C, little E, evangelical that you are, and uh, and and (laughs) and uh, and throw some money at you to write another book about this, man. This is uh, there. There could be opportunity in this. Is all I'm saying. I can't imagine how horrible it would be to write a book about why I no longer want to be called an evangelical. Oh, it really would. There, there would be nothing worse. But you know, it <laughs> sounds so awful. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, lots, of, lots of books like that have been written, haven't they? Indeed, indeed. And I can't figure out, Ted, if lots of books having written like something is going to help your book get picked up or hinder yeah. because uh i've seen both happen oh i have too man yeah 20 20 i don't know books into this business i still can't figure that one out so baby can we can we close by talking about and reading from a book that we both really like and a book about which there's no ambiguity for for either of us can we do that you talk about the bible well, that's that would be one um the other book uh in that same vein <laughs> is a is a book called Reraptured, and, ah, uh, yeah. and it's a it's a book that I know you enjoy, and uh, and I enjoy it too, and I think a lot of our uh, our followers on Twitter enjoy it because we're starting to get sort of references to it in in tweets, and uh, Ruddy's story is a great example of him kind of seeing uh, a Reraptured character in a in a real life uh, scenario. So you know, uh, I, I put a, a new uh, what do you call cover photo of myself on Facebook the other day. Uh, and it was uh, me and three other ministers from different churches uh, last year on Ho- in Holy Week, and we were all wearing robes, yeah, and stoles, etc. And uh, Weebus jumped in and said exactly one what one might wear to hide titanium knees. Dude, that's awesome! See, everybody's <laughs> referencing it. I love that. I, I do too, and, and you know what? People are actually buying it too. So that are they really? I that shows, and this is this is a Chaz moment, Ted. Okay. Because remember how in the in the final and most brilliant chapter in in Mega, okay, uh, you and by you I mean Chaz Marriott, and by Chaz yeah. Marriott I mean you, uh-huh. uh, kind of uh, describe what a podcast is and how. <laughs> It, it may sound like a sad person talking to a computer, giving away free product with the hopes that people will eventually just want to buy the same product. Right. Apparently it does work, I guess. I don't know. Did you know what? Chaz is just ahead of his time, man. I mean, we were we were disdainful of that. I remember when uh, when his manuscript came in. Um, there was some some laughter and derision uh, in, the, in the corporate offices, but, but here we are just a scant few months later, and uh, Chaz has has proved to be a, a, a prophet in this regard. You know, he knows the business, Zach, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he is the business. In he fact, I think business. in, in uh, business school, his nickname was Chaz the Business Marriott. <laughs> I, I love it. I can see that. I can see that being the case. Chaz Bullstrength. 
<laughs> Dude, I, you know what's funny? I wish I could go back and, and relive when I was first opening these chapters of that yeah. stuff from Mega, and right. I would read them to Aaron, uh-huh. and she would have to have me literally repeat every paragraph a second time because I was uh-huh. laughing so... I'd read it to myself, then I'd yeah. start laughing, then I'd read it aloud to her, uh-huh. but she couldn't understand a word of it, and then I'd have to kind of compose myself and, and try yeah. again. Um, Dude, but- I... I remember how I felt when I got the first uh, artwork in for the the bull strength advertisement that, uh, that ran in the book. <laughs> oh, oh baby, boy. it's good to be gut check, yeah. and it's good to be uh, it's good to be this this deep into gut check literacy month. Um, and, and again, if you're new to the program, this is uh, a, a month which will actually last. Um, I don't know, uh, several months. Uh, Thirty five weeks, whatever that is. Yeah, in in which we're reading through our book, uh, Reraptured. And we're ready, Zach, for chapter 13, uh, which is called Reggie is Not Just a Black Guy's Name. Um, and it's about a character that we've, uh, that we've written into our book named Reginald Faustus. Um, I don't this see is... any um, dialogue here. Okay. Do you want to every other the sections? Yeah, we can do that. So just I'll read until a section break, and then you'll read until the next section break, etc. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So this is chapter 13, Reggie is Not Just a Black Guy's Name. Reginald Faustus isn't sure when he stopped going by Reggie. It may have been in the 1990s when Indiana Pacers shooting guard Reggie Miller was at the height of his fame. He grew self-conscious of it when, invariably, upon meeting someone for the first time, they'd be somewhat taken aback by the fact that he was named Reggie and was white. They were also, it goes without saying, taken aback by the fact that he's a midget. These are the thoughts that plague Reginald Faustus as he drives east on Interstate 80 toward unincorporated township, Nebraska. The fact that he's driving a purple Cadillac Escalade with aftermarket chrome rims and a special also aftermarket booster seat only adds to Faustus's sense of racial confusion. It's also weird how Sylvia calls him Reggie, which is, to be honest, the real reason why the Reggie thing is plaguing him. He also wonders if he would have identity issues were he not just a shade over three feet tall. He also wonders, R.E. identity issues, if it would have been different if his name had been something standard and white, like Steve or Brian. (laughs) He he wonders if when he and Sylvia finally get together, he'll have to go by Reggie. The thought gives him a shiver. As does the fact that for a minute he was about to make a mental quip about being the only black guy in Nebraska until he remembered that, duh, he's white. He turns down the volume on Dr. Dre's The Chronic before wheeling the Escalade into unincorporated Delta Township. In the back, three duffel bags full of guns slide from one side of the SUV (laughs) to the other as he cranks the wheel and pulls to a stop. He hops down to street level and greets Lewis Ironsides with a fist pound. What's up, bro? He asks rhetorically. (laughs) Speaking of getting together... Carol Ann is seriously tweaked that they're swinging by Nebraska before heading up to Denver. Denver, of course, is home to one Duke Morrison, making it a destination of choice for Carol Ann, and making it the reason why, in addition to the standard denim jumpers, she also packed some gasp, makeup, and a black cocktail dress she picked up on a clandestine (laughs) visit to TJ Maxx. Well, her father has been arranging the details of her marriage, and also figuring out who the Antichrist is, and how all that is going to go down on, his words, our day, she has been planning a, quote, situation of her own, which involves shimmying into the dress, <laughs> applying a little eyeliner, sexy, according to the 1993 issue of Teen Vogue at the doctor's office, and somehow meeting Duke Morrison. 
She has acquired an HVAC schematic via a shadowy internet source of Dynex Lifeway Kilometer High <laughs> Stadium, which she will use as a sort of roadmap into the arms and eventually the heart of Morrison. Actually, it wasn't that hard to get the schematic. She simply Googled <laughs> Dynex Lifeway <laughs> Kilometer High Stadium HVAC, and it was like the fourth thing. Making it sound shadowy is just one way in which she's blowing all of this out of proportion in her own mind. In that, she is her father's daughter. <laughs> Section break. Speaking of blowing things out of proportion, <laughs> if it were a movie, there would be a rotating camera shot above the knurled oak dining room table in the compound of one Jim Townsend, at which table two men, Townsend and Ironsides, appear to be deadlocked in a game of Settlers of Catan, <laughs> which is a popular board game in evangelical circles, but is also the way that Townsend and Ironsides are planning for the future of the state of Nebraska. By basing the future on the state... Of the state on the board game, Townsend and Ironsides figure, somewhat logically if you can believe it, <laughs> that life will be like the game, meaning that life will be full of, quote, hours of fun for the whole family, meaning that building fires and threshing wheat and trying to raise livestock will be a, quote, enjoyable game of strategy and chance <laughs> rather than the drudgery that it actually is. <laughs> Townsend envisions a world where dollar bills and credit cards are replaced by things like wool, ore, bricks, lumber, and grain. <laughs> These things already totally exist, but still. <laughs> he has initiated a lawsuit with the German board game designer Klaus Tuber for the naming rights to the state, dreaming of a world in which his livestock will allow him to trade for a bunch of other resources, thereby allowing him to, quote, win, which is both as natural and human as it sounds and also as dumb as it sounds. <laughs> Townsend, as it turns out, is a complicated guy with his own identity stuff going on. Dude, I love that you must have gone on like Wikipedia and searched out the name of the guy who invented. <laughs> I totally did. The thought of you doing that makes me so happy. <laughs> I totally right. did. Section break. and I love that his name was Klaus Tuber, which yeah. is a funny name. <laughs> Dude, he sounds like he could have been uh, a bad guy, a diehard. I I'm glad his name wasn't like Steve Jennings or something boring. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Speaking of having stuff going on. Carol Ann snagged the keys to Uncle Reggie's Escalade during the awkwardly long hug he gave her and has used the keys to get into the vehicle, start it up, and point it toward Denver. All, of course, after dismantling the aftermarket booster seat and leaving it lying conspicuously on the pavement, suggesting that maybe she really wants to get caught. <laughs> and that's oh the end of the gosh, chapter. I love that, dude. Dude, me too. What a, what a fun book we wrote. <laughs> How many chapters are there? Oh, I guess there's 34, and then, a, and then the prologue. Yeah, yeah. So 30. we are like halfway through. And right? obviously, there's oh, significance no, to that number, you know. Yeah. Well, how? What is the significance? It's like 17 times two. Yeah. 17 is it's, 10 plus seven, both of which are of of kind of biblical yeah. numerology significance. Yeah. So yeah. there it is. See, there's the number seven involved. So I mean, it was intentional that we really that we thought all that out. You know. <laughs> That's the kind of mind space we were in when we were writing Re-Rapture. I feel like we were more just kind of uh, channeling. Uh-huh. Have you ever had, you know, and I know people who, who consider themselves writers frequently yep. talk to you about their craft and, yeah. and how good their craft is and, and their assumption <laughs> that they're just like a a life hack away from, from being a huge <laughs> author. And um, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone tell you that they, they like channel like they, they just like kind of close their eyes and just write, you know, like it just mm. comes to them. Mm. I have had people tell me that. <laughs> what? How do you respond to that? <laughs> um, well, I usually uh, bite my lip in order to keep from laughing. <laughs> um, and then I usually uh, say like, wow, that's really interesting. Like how, how did you, 
like how do you get there like do do you put on a certain you know record or like light a candle and the reason i asked that is that I, I i want the conversation to get funnier you know <laughs> what I mean? like i want to push it to a funnier place give me more details for basically humor potential later on material give me some material yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly you know what so, bothers me which is like this is going to sound just stupid from me since i've got like two books out and and they're not like destroying the the records um but when i hear other novelists mm-hmm. talk about how like i don't create my characters they reveal yeah. themselves to me oh yeah and then they Ooh, like talk geez. about their characters as if they're like real kind of sentient beings oh yeah yeah absolutely like i really i really miss spending you know the time with with sylvia yes. you know and she I, became I such a want, part of my life i didn't want this character to die but he you know he told yeah. me i have to yeah, I wept when I killed this character, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe I'd be a better author if, if that is how I thought of all this. But... I feel like that's the kind of thing that plays really well at these kind of low-rent writers' conferences that we go to. That's almost always where I encounter it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I encounter the channeling thing, to be honest. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, who I won't name even though you, you know her because I don't know how... You know, uh, if we know she, a lot she wants of this re- revealed, but I yeah. uh, just had someone... Uh, kind of scheduled for an extended like 45 minute uh critique of a manuscript yeah. uh so so this this person was was giving of her time and yeah. and sat down with with the person's uh, manuscript and and said <laughs> you know let's start with uh you know how how you came up with this character and and what you're trying to convey and and the person basically in the first five minutes just said have you ever heard of channeling Mm. Uh, which basically meant now there's 44 minutes in which I have to come up with things to say to you yeah. that aren't, you know, um, either funny, like uh, that's ridiculous, and, and yeah. or or like serious, like are, have you considered that maybe you oughtn't open your mind and spirit to whatever yeah. would want to crawl in there? Dude, do you ever think we, we like talk about that and by we i don't mean you and me i mean like kind of the writing industry do you ever think we we talk about like writing too much i mean i i mean it, it seems to me when you're like sitting across the table from somebody and they're actually like talking seriously about channeling that you know what we're talking too much about this but <laughs> you know let's just yes. let's go let's go to our respective rooms and like write our novels and and not talk about it well here's what's but, odd to me yeah. i mean how many professional musicians who make uh, either all or a good chunk of their living Doing promote, music. providing music, yeah. recording music, performing music, how yeah. many of them do you think also have a little on-the-side thing where they teach others how to write, perform, record, etc. music? Probably almost none of them, right? Right, I would think, yeah. And yeah. yet it seems like almost every author yeah. has that going on. I think authors have big egos and and we want to think that people want to know what we think about writing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and it does, it gives me a little buzz when, you know, again, when we go to these talks and we get invited to speak and then like they have a little thing where people can like sign up for time with you. And like, I get a little buzz when people want to meet with me and all that. Like I'm not mother Teresa, you know, I'm not above that, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it it, it Teresa would get a buzz too. She would. And she does, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it's well documented that she got a buzz off of, of stuff like that. <laughs> and also the, the Guarana Yerba Mate shots that she drank. Every <laughs> she actually snorted them. It got yeah, to the point exactly. where that was the only way it could, it could have any effect. 
Yeah, she she would pour them out and then and then snort them. You know, it's a really good thing to do to kind of increase goodwill vis a vis your your uh, podcast. What's that? Make fun of Mother Teresa, the late <laughs> exactly. Mother Teresa. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Attribute all sorts of horrible behaviors to her. And, right. And you know intentions. what? For the, I feel convicted by what you just said. So for the I, record, I don't though. But she yeah. she didn't snort yerba mate <laughs> shots. So, kids, if you're listening. <laughs> Ruddy's kid, yeah, Ruddy's kid, and all the other kids that were were apparently like trending in that demographic, man. So you know, there there could be a lot of impressionable uh, impressionable kids listening. It's wicked scary. It really is, isn't it, dude? My kid likes listening to the podcast. Rachel Held Evans' new kid is listening to the podcast. <laughs> you know what? She's already t- the the new kid has already tweeted that she's boycotting the podcast. <laughs> She's already tweeted eighteen thousand times. Actually. Eighteen thousand times, one of which was was that uh, that she's boycotting the podcast. Oh wait, no, it was a boy, wasn't it? He's already tweeted like, not that I want to force the baby no. into one or the yeah. other. That's that's hateful. So, dude, you narrow-minded jerk. <laughs> I mean, who are you to to force your own like gender stuff onto this kid? You know, I, I now I'm convicted, man. Well, you know what? You should be. Doggone it! I'm not going to have that on my podcast. <laughs> all right then um maybe this is this is the end maybe yeah. if we if we can't work this out i think it is i think i think we've got stuff that we need to work out you know i mean you and me both we, we both got things to work on before next week you know <laughs> for me i'm gonna try harder at not um making fun of mother Teresa <laughs> by suggesting that she would snort a, a common energy drink what about and, and you? What are you going to work on? I'm going to try really hard not to suggest that uh, <laughs> babies are either boys or girls, because even though that seems like it might be the most common sense, like uh, simply acknowledging reality kind of <laughs> yeah. thing to do, it's, it's actually like it's way just more nuanced shy that. of a war crime. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we had that talk. Really, I mean, it's amazing that we got almost 50 episodes deep into our career without talking about that. The thing is, once you go post-evangelical, these things mm-hmm. all just kind of start raining down on you, all these epiphanies. and Dude, everything's becoming new to you again, man. <laughs> I mean, you're in a real uh, just interesting time right now, you know? The, the world looks a little bit different. You know what? I'm changing. I'm yeah. going through changes. Yeah, but you're like small C changing. You know what I mean? <laughs> not like big C. Small C. <laughs> Not to suggest that there's ever a destination. It's not, no, you know, it's right. the journey. It's not, it's not what you, where you wind up. It's the changes with the small C along the way. Listen, listen to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to enjoy this journey you're on. And by journey, I mean the day that you're going to spend locked in your house because of the snow. Oh, by the okay. way, we're not staying locked in. We're going to the Marco Rubio rally just to bring it back <laughs> around to the politics that we just really. Wow, hammer on here at the, the Gut yeah Check yeah. Podcast. I mean this this is basically just like a political show. I mean, it's the... <laughs> you know what? Why don't you land this plane, man? I feel like I feel like we're sputtering out, <laughs> dude. We are. I but feel it's like funny. the plane, like like the the we're in like a prop plane, and like we one are. of the engines has already been like and stopped. It's like when Ch- it's like when Chaz Marriott crashed over uh, <laughs> Guatemala on his way to the Super Bowl with the that had the Bears and the Colts in it in, in Miami. In his Cessna citation. His Cessna citation. So we are. <laughs> that is the funniest. Pa- that's the funniest passage of anything. <laughs> if you haven't bought Mega, and I say this not, I, I don't get a dime for the the sales of Mega. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Chaz gets them, meaning Ted yeah. gets them. This book needs to be read. It is so funny. Yeah, by Mega. Mega. It is. It, it it's at least as funny as Reraptured. It's a business book. It's a it's a business book that you need to read. So you'll learn about business, and you'll learn how to build a company that uh, that little kids um, equate with Disney. You learn so. about sadness. <laughs> no, there's nothing sad. Nothing sad about Mega or our company or our show. And uh, we will see you next time. You shall go yeah. out.